Welcome to the Bolstered Up Sports Podcast. I'm Brian Bolster. Please follow me on Instagram at bolstered underscore up underscore sports and on Twitter at BS underscore takes. Please share, rate, review, and subscribe. I appreciate all the support. Today, I've got a followers hot take episode, a really special one, and you guys did a great job of submitting. Got 20 plus hot takes to go over, ranging MLB, NFL, NBA, including greatest QB of all time talk, greatest Celtic of all time talk. This one was awesome. Hope y'all enjoy. All right. I hope everybody's doing great. Thank you again for submitting your hot takes. I'm recording this on a Friday night and could not be more excited. I want to go ahead and dive right into it. So the first hot take from the Commission FFP is that OBJ will return to being a top five wide receiver. I think this is like medium level hot just because of the injury concerns that he seems to have to battle year in and year out. Talent wise, he is up there. Now, having to deal with Baker as his quarterback, there's a lot of mouths to feed on that offense. So that can be tough. This is medium hot, and I think it's going to come down to injuries. If he's healthy, I think he will be right at that fourth, fifth spot. If not, then we'll see him down a little bit lower like we have the past couple seasons. All right, thank you for that. Next hot take. And this one is habanero hot. It is spicy from the Robson Sportscast. And that is that Sam Darnold will be out of the NFL in just three years. That is mind-blowing to me. When I read that one the first time, I was shocked. And to think, he's just 23 right now. So he'll only be 26 at that point. If Let me tell you this. If Sam Darnold is out of the NFL in three years, the Jets should just close down their franchise because that is just a crime against quarterbacks. They have not supported him at all. Rookie year or his second year, going into this third year, it is not looking good. The offensive line is still shaky, to say the very least. They had the last place running game in the league last year with bottom five wide receiver group. They let their best wide receiver go, and now they're hoping that Denzel Mims, a rookie, can step up and be their number one receiver. After that, you've just got Brashad Perriman and Jamison Crowder. So things aren't looking good for the Jets on offense, at least in terms of supporting Sam Darnold. The only way I can buy this is that the Jets continue to screw him over with a total lack of support, which I could see. But I think it'll take even more than that. I think it'll take a couple major injuries for Sam Darnold to be out of the league at age 26 in just three years. Thank you for that, Robson Sportscast. That one is hot. All right, next one. Baker Mayfield will be top five in touchdown passes for the 2020 NFL season, and that comes from Fantasy Lifeline. That is hot. That's not habanero hot, but that's hot. And I have major doubts about Baker Mayfield going into this season. The Browns have set him up for success. In terms of offensive talent, the offensive line should be above average this year. They're bringing in Jack Conklin, and they bring in rookie 
Wills Jr. out of Alabama. So an offensive line that already was above average in the running game should continue that success and improve in the passing game as well. Then you couple that with arguably the best running back duo in the league and a top five wide receiver duo in Jarvis Landry and Odo Beckham Jr. Baker Mayfield is definitely set up for success, but after his sophomore season, there is not much hope that he'll be top five in touchdown passes. So that to me is definitely a stretch. Top five in touchdown passes, man. I I don't know. I know my man Fanalize would agree with you. I think that for sure. And the next hot take is coming from Fanalize Sports, and that is Saquon is the best running back in the league. This one, Fanalize, this is just mild. This is barely even hot. Not even enough to get you sweating or anything. I mean, Saquon Barkley, I think, is a unanimous top three running back in the NFL. I would have him as the second running back. I do think, based on what we've seen over the past two years, you have to put Christian McCaffrey in that role. Almost 2,400 yards from scrimmage last year. Absolutely dominated. With a poor offensive line as well, and I know Saquon's not getting much help up there. I will say he might be the most physically talented running back in the league. So if the Giants can give him a little bit more support, I know Nate Solder has opted out of the season, so that's going to hurt him. But if their offensive line was in the right place, then I think we could see some explosive numbers for him. You know, 2,000 yards from scrimmage, I think, is definitely a possibility for Saquon. Next hot take is staying on the Christian McCaffrey train, and that is coming from Hitstick Fantasy. And he says that Clyde Edwards Hilaire will have more fantasy points than Christian McCaffrey this season. This is wild. I don't think that's possible, to be honest with you, just on a workload basis. Christian McCaffrey, I understand they probably will call the dogs off a little bit and not run him into the ground just like they did last year. But I definitely think we're looking at, barring an injury, at least 1,800 yards from scrimmage. And Clyde Edwards-Hilaire just being a rookie, I got to pump the brakes on that a little bit. I mean, he's in a great offense, and I think he fits that Kansas City Chiefs offense really well. And I think he will in a PPR league. He'll catch plenty of passes. But I just don't know if he's quite explosive enough. And the main thing is the Chiefs won't be reliant on Edwards Hilaire. Like the Panthers will be solely reliant on Christian McCaffrey. So for that reason, I don't see this one happening. But I appreciate you submitting it. All right, next one is from a man, Joe Morley from JoeMorleySports.com. And he says that Damon Arnett is going to surprise people. He is much faster than his 4-6-40 time. And that he can run step for step with Henry Ruggs third. Joe Morley even sent me a video on this. And it was impressive. The only thing that I will say is, to be honest, that made me worry about Henry Ruggs a little bit. Like, is Henry Ruggs actually just not that fast when we get him on the football field? But obviously, you look at his tape at Alabama and... His speed definitely applies to the football field. So if Damon Arnett, a pick that received a lot of criticism in the moment, if he ends up turning out and he is much faster than that 4-6 time, that's going to be big for the Raiders. They're in obvious need of secondary help, and 
if my man Joe Morley is right that Damon Arnett is that explosive, then Raiders fans should be feeling positive about the direction that their cornerback position is heading. All right, the next one, another one of my boys, the FF Plug Podcast, submits that there will be a full NFL season. I actually think this is pretty hot, to be honest. I've been trying to stay as positive as possible that there will be an NFL season, that it will go on as smoothly as possible. The reason I push back on this a little bit, it's hard for me to see a completely full NFL season with what we've seen go on with the MLB and basically players pushing back, players still wanting to go out, mingle with the crowds. I see the NFL players acting pretty similarly, and I'm hoping personally that we can just have a conclusion to the season. I'm hoping for at least double-digit games and a conclusion to the season. My man from the Plug Podcast, this is pretty hot to me. I don't know about everybody, but this is pretty hot take. I don't see a 17-week regular season. I don't see it happening. But I hope I'm wrong, and I hope you're right. All right, next one from the Fantasy Football Bros. Darnold will be considered a top 10 quarterback in the NFL after the 2020 season. So this one's kind of going the complete opposite of the Robson Sportscast. And I got to be honest, I'm a little bit more a fan of this one, which everybody knows I'm a Sam Darnold fan. To me, this is pretty hot, though, because, again, the supporting cast around Sam Darnold is so bad that, to me, honestly, if Sam Darnold threw for 25 touchdowns and 10 interceptions and the Jets can sniff 500, if they went 8-8, eight and eight, that would be an absolutely great season out of Sam Darnold and would garner at least fringe top 10 quarterback talk. Now, I'm serious when I say this, and this might be a hot take myself, but if Sam Darnold sniffs 30 touchdown passes and keeps his interceptions below 15 and the Jets end up with a 9-7 and record, I honestly think he's got to be in the top three discussion for MVP. And that's partly for you know how highly I think of Sam Darnold and his influence on a team to win, but also that has a lot to do with how bad I think the Jets are. I think the Jets have arguably one of the worst offensive lines in the league. I like Le'Veon Bell, but he's aging, and behind that offensive line, averaged the lowest yards per carry in the league. Out of any team, that was the Jets, 3.3 yards per carry. So having Le'Veon Bell just didn't make a difference. And then I would say it's pretty much, at least going into the season, is inarguable that the Jets have the worst wide receiving core in the whole league. So if Sam Darnold does garner some top 10 quarterback consideration after the 2020 season, to me that means he played on an MVP level with the Jets this year, which I would personally love to see. All right, from the GSG podcast, the Angels bullpen thinks it's December, the way they are giving away runs. I guess that's not really much of a hot take, just a, a burn to the Angels bullpen. And, yeah, they're, they're definitely feeling like it's the giving season. I appreciate that, GSG podcast. All right, next one, another one of the boys, Clown Town Talk Show, says Drew Brees is the greatest quarterback of all time. See, this ain't even hot. Come on. Is this you, Joe? Come on. Drew Brees is the greatest quarterback of all time. What disrespect to Tom Brady. 
the GOAT, who's still doing it at 43. Drew Brees doesn't even have longevity over the GOAT that is Tom Brady. Now, I will say, I think Drew Brees does need to be in the top five quarterback of all-time discussion, probably just on the outside. And if he wins another Super Bowl before he retires, I think you can put him in the argument with John Elway for that fourth spot, fourth, fifth spot. But he would still have to be behind Joe Montana, Tom Brady, and probably still Peyton Manning. Maybe you could throw him in. Peyton Manning, John Elway, and Drew Brees would be kind of the tier themselves. But Clown Town, come on, man. Drew Brees, the GOAT. I love Drew Brees, and you're making me hate on him. But Tom Brady, hate him all you want. He's the GOAT. Nine Super Bowl appearances, six Super Bowls, 43 years old. He's taking the Bucks to the playoffs again. People are going to be shocked. Tom Brady, he's going to have 30-plus touchdown passes. Again, well, I will say, going going back to the FF Plug podcast hot take, that's with a full season. So I will I'll throw that caveat in there. All right, next one by the NFL Gold Take. Is Aaron Rodgers on the hot seat this year? All right, a question. I can dig it. I will say Aaron Rodgers is completely on the hot seat this year, at least in terms of his starting position with the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers will move on from Aaron Rodgers after two years, 100% chance. If Aaron Rodgers shows sign of regression this season, then yes, I, I believe they'll look to move on from him right after this season and move into the 2021 season with Jordan Love as their starting quarterback. They have shown and been vocal about going back to the Brett Favre era and now with the Aaron Rodgers era, that they do not want to be caught with their pants down. Maybe I shouldn't say that with a Brett Favre, but <laughs> but they don't want to be caught with an old quarterback who can't play anymore. They'd rather move on a year or two too early than a year or two too late. You know, So I think Aaron Rodgers is completely on the hot seat. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think they'll bench him this year. But I do think they are looking to move on from him in two years' time max. One year's time would probably be more ideal for them. I appreciate the question. All right, next hot take is from raptortakes.com from Twitter, and that is that Denver has a legitimate chance to win the NBA title this year. That is pretty hot. And the main reason is we just don't see that in the NBA. Your top seeds win the finals each and every year. Now, I like Denver. I like Jokic. And if Jamal Murray plays like he did in the fourth quarter in OT of game one against the Utah Jazz, if he plays like that, well, then I'll buy into this a little bit more. But if you watch game two, that's got to make you feel pretty hesitant about this. Jamal Murray's just way up and down. And Jokic, I love him. But guards, or at least ball-dominant players, win in the playoffs. And we've even seen that with Giannis, right? Like, he's a ball-dominant player, but he struggles to create his shot at times, specifically from outside the paint. And you need that to win in the playoffs, to make a deep run. So I got to push back on this a little bit. I'm still confident in my Lakers, if y'all got to catch that game two against Portland. I'm confident in my Lakers. They're coming for the ship this year. I'm excited. Denver, I don't quite see it. But I will say, I think they can be a decent matchup against the Clippers if if the series end up going that way. 
next hot take from three under par golf podcast. And that is Justin Thomas will win more majors in his career than Brooks Kepka will. This seems hot on the surface, but to me, if you know golf, it's not that hot. Like I would say a lot of golf guys would say that Justin Thomas is the better golfer. Now, Brooks Kepka obviously is known as like the major winner. That's all he cares about. And he talks plenty of trash about it and didn't work out for him too well just most recently at the PGA Championship. But Justin Thomas, I think that's a smart take. Now, maybe it's a little spicy for some people, but I think that's a smart take. One of the youngest, I believe, to, to 13 wins right with Tiger and Jack Nicklaus. Obviously good company. So to me, this is a smart take that Justin Thomas over time will win more majors than Brooks Kepka. I believe he's the more consistent golfer, the better golfer. And one key part too, I can see Brooks Kepka retiring early. He's already talked about not being super passionate about golf, not being extremely passionate about refining his craft, getting out there and practicing. So I could see Brooks Kepka retiring early and Justin Thomas getting a couple extra years on him. So we'll have to wait and see, obviously, to know the answer on that one. But I got to agree with you there, three under par golf podcast. All right, next one. uh, This is a three for Connor from Twitter. Hit me with three quick ones. I'll go through these pretty quickly. All right, the 2020 NBA draft will go down as one of the greatest draft classes ever. This is hot. I'd argue that this is habanero hot. The only thing I will say is the draft seems to always be a bit of a crapshoot. But at least according to all the analysts, all the draft experts, this is one of the worst draft classes in a long time, at least in terms of talent at the top end. So if the 2020 NBA draft class were to go down as one of the greatest of all time, would definitely be a major shock. Not only for me, but, you know, Jonathan Giovanni, all the experts as well. Next one, Tatum will go down as the greatest Celtic ever. Wow. that That's hot. Got to say, that's hot. For him to surpass Paul Pierce, okay, I could see it. For him to, put, to pass maybe a John Havlicek, maybe. For him to pass... Larry Bird, I don't know. I can't see that. Like, he would have to get multiple MVPs and multiple championships. Now, I know he's an extremely talented and impressive player. He's still so young, I believe just 22 years old. But that's just a big jump for me to take at this point. Because Larry Bird, when he came into the league, he was dominant immediately. And... We just haven't quite seen that from Jason Tatum. Particularly, we haven't seen it consistently. So to me, that's hot. And I won't even get into the Bill Russell talk. To me, that's hard to compare. And 11 ships is a long way to go for Jason Tatum. So we'll wait and see on that one. All right, Devin Booker is a top 20 player in the league. To me, mild. I'd say he's right on the outside of that top 20, probably 25th or so. I would still have guys like Bradley Beal above him. And he played great in the bubble, no doubt. Taking the Suns to 8-0 seemed like a big step forward for him. Clutch shots at the end of games has me feeling really positive about Devin Booker. 
And right now, to me, he's kind of neck and neck with Donovan Mitchell, who is making a great run himself in these NBA playoffs. 57 points game one, 30 points game two, and the victory over the Nuggets. So I think those two are kind of battling it out, very similar talent-wise players, and I would have them more mid-20s. But that's just me. All right, I appreciate the, the triple hot take there. All right, next one from NBA Hoops Online, and that is the Jazz will lock up Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell through the 2025 season. To me, this is hot, medium hot. Like, I could see them doing it because it's the Jazz. They don't exactly attract major free agents. They aren't likely to have a high draft pick to pick a really talented guy that they'll need to max out. So they'll have the space. They won't feel confident about going out and getting a free agent. So I think this is pretty likely to happen. However, I think it's a bad idea. I don't think that you want to commit that much to a defensive center who will be somewhat aging at that point, who can't create on the offensive side of the ball at all. He is completely dependent on others to set him up. He's a lob guy, but he cannot create for himself. So I do agree with you, NBA Hoops Online. I think this is likely to happen, even though there is that rift in the team between Gobert and Mitchell. I think they're going to make it happen. But I do think it's a bad idea to have a center, kind of an old school center, that's awesome on defense but can't create on offense, can't stretch the floor, paired up with, at least at this point, Mitchell's flashy. He has explosions of great performances, but at the end of the day, all things considered, he's a gunner that's inefficient. So that that pairing long-term has me worried a little bit. All right, next one from Beyond the Court podcast, and that is the Warriors will get Giannis. A little spicy here. This is a little spicy. There's definitely been rumors about this for a while. They have the number two pick in the upcoming draft. They have Andrew Wiggins, and they have the Timberwolves, who just got the number one pick, but they'll have their next year's first-round pick. It's top three protected, but right there you're looking at possibly two top five first-round draft picks and Andrew Wiggins to trade for Giannis. And the Bucks might feel pressure to make that move if the Bucks do struggle in the playoffs this year, if Giannis starts pushing back against the front office, because Milwaukee is not going to bring in free agents. They're pretty capped. If they aren't going to pull this off with Giannis and Chris Middleton, they aren't going to pull it off at all. So this is spicy because it definitely would shake up the league, cause all sorts of waves, and it would grab so many headlines. But I think it's realistic. I really do. Because no matter how much Giannis says that he wants to stay in Milwaukee, and I believe him, we just have too much of a history of stars in these small markets not staying. They say they want to stay, and I believe that they believe it. But when it comes down to it, they start to get into their mid-20s to upper-20s and realize that it's just not going to happen. Milwaukee just can't bring in the free agents 
to support Giannis in the way that they need to win a finals. So I agree with you beyond the court podcast that he's going to leave the Warriors. I would say good chance. Personally, I'd love to see him end up with the Dallas Mavericks. I think that's the ideal fit as well as the Warriors. The Warriors is a great fit for Giannis as well, but I'd rather him end up at the Mavs. And there has been some buzz about the heat making moves and being able to get Giannis in, which would be really cool to see the Heat have Jimmy Butler, Giannis, and Bam. That You're talking about three dogs right there, athletic, defensive, aggressive guys. That would be a fun team to watch. All right, and then last hot take, and this one is hot from Sports Talk Live, and that is, the 76ers will trade Tobias Harris and Al Horford this offseason. That's hot. I feel like that's hotter than people realize. Now, obviously, there is going to be some push for the 76ers to shake it up, to blow it up to some degree. I really do think that they want to give the Simmons and Bede duo another shot and probably bring in a new coach finally to mix it up this year. But... To trade Tobias Harris and Al Horford, you're going to have to lose the trade, at least in the short term, without a doubt. And what I mean by that is those contracts are huge, especially for Al Horford and even Tobias Harris. But those players are obviously a couple of the most overpaid players in the league. And when the league is moving smaller and smaller, And aging Al Horford has less value than ever. So for them to be able to offload those contracts on somebody, they're probably going to have to give up picks and get lesser players in return. So I like this take. I do like it. It's hot. But it's tough for me to really see it happening at the same time. There is no way that the 76ers can come into the 2021 season with the same roster, even if they do change up the coach. They've got to do something more than that. I would think you might see one of these guys gone. Two of them, that might just be too hot. Thank you for listening to the Bolstered Up Sports Podcast. I'm Brian Bolster. Please follow me on Instagram at bolstered underscore up underscore sports and on Twitter at BS underscore takes. Please share, rate, review, and subscribe. I appreciate all of the support. Thank you again for submitting your hot takes and making this episode so awesome. I've got a lot more great content coming up. My Tennessee Titans article for the Ryan Show Sports will be released shortly. The MLB season is in full swing. The NBA playoffs are off to a great start, and the NFL season is right around the corner. Y'all make sure to stay tuned. Thank you.